What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. You guys want to hear something crazy? I haven't told you about this yet, and very few people know. So, check this out. This is nuts. I didn't even tease this, but you're going to want to hear it. So, the other day, I guess, what was this, Wednesday? We did the, it was the Triumph Systems yes. booth visit. So, you know, these vendors here at Shacha, they have Triumph Systems as a veteran-owned. They, they, they actually came out with a really cool dry fire app, and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And they're, they're, they've come up with really awesome police training to help with discernment. It's, I mean, the stuff that they're doing is just so technologically advanced. All mom and pop stuff. Anyway, so while I'm there, check this. This uh, gentleman comes up. And, you know, when people come up, if I'm doing a book signing or anything, I always, especially if it's at a convention, I always look at their names. So I can address them by their name, you know, like I like talking to people. I like one of the reasons I like doing this stuff is because I like meeting you all and I like talking to you. And I, I, I apologize for, for the lines lasting as long as they do, because I sit there and I talk to everybody. I mean, when people buy the book or when they read the book, you know, I take that personally, you know, and I want to get to know people. So anyway, this guy comes up and, you know, I did what I always do. I read his name tag, you know, just in my head. And at this you know event, it also has where you're from and what you do, like you're who you're with. So it had his name, and underneath his name, it said U.S. Secret Service. And under where it said U.S. Secret Service, it had Malibu, California. Kane, Kane, um, remind me again, who is important living in Malibu that we've talked about wondering why they live in Malibu in a big giant mansion? You mean uh, Hunter? Not to mention, mm-hmm. not to mention Secret Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I didn't want to put him, you got to make decisions here fast. I didn't want to put him immediately on defense. And and because this guy, Secret Service agent, not all Secret Service, just because you're a Secret Service agent and you're protecting a president that might not align with your politics does not mean that that person also shares that ideological viewpoint. They're doing a job. And you got to keep that in mind. People are people. I'm not like the left where I see politics before I see a person. I will never do that. And he was at SHOT Show. Right. And I know you could take that two ways. Like, oh, he was there. You know, maybe he was doing survey. I don't I don't look at it like that because he was too. He was talking to people. He was and looking at stuff. He was relaxed. There is a difference between someone who's kind of on duty, who works in that that profession and somebody who is relaxed. You know what I mean? You can tell. And, you know, he wasn't looking and, you know, mapping out the room with his eyes. None of that stuff. He was just relaxed and chill. He was there because I think he, he wanted to be there and he enjoyed it. And he came up, knew who I was, and, you know, uh, gave me a nice compliment. And um, I saw his name tag and I didn't want to put, like I said, I didn't want to put him on defense. And I said, so you're from, I said, Secret Service. I said, you know, I told him, I said, I appreciate what you do because, you know, I want to make sure our free and fair elections are protected and I don't want ever anything to happen to anyone who gets in the White House. So I said, you know, I appreciate what you do. And I said, I got to ask, though, Malibu. I said, do you have a principal there? I said, so you, I go, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's, you know, you have a, a principal that you're protecting there. And he said, he said, yes, ma'am. He said, uh, we're uh, protecting a, a member of the president's family. You know, president's family has, a president has family in Malibu, and uh, that's why we're there. 
And I knew, you know, before I asked him, I knew what the answer was going to be. I didn't think he was actually going to say it. I just thought he's going to, you know, be. But, you know, I don't know. They did. But it, it was but he was super nice. But it was very interesting. Right. Now you want to know something awesome. This is how he wasn't uh, hyper aware. I mean, he was situationally aware, but he was relaxed and chill. But and I kind of saw him do this out of the corner of the eye because he wanted to get a picture. Everybody gets pictures. And he knew other people were going to be taking pictures, particularly since they saw his name tag. So right before he goes in for a picture, he turned his name tag around. Very smart. Super smart. And you can see him doing it in the photos. Very smart. I'm not going to, I'm not outing this guy at all whatsoever. I, I would not do that because, you know, I appreciate, I, I know, I know, but I appreciate the job that he does. And he, believe me, he did not seem ideological like that. But it was very interesting, you know, a very interesting thing. Like Malibu. And then it made me think again, because then I had a conversation with someone there and they were like, okay, can you tell me why is the president's son in Malibu? Malibu, I've, I've only driven past it on the way to an event. Can I be real for a minute? I'm sure it's a lovely area. Can I just be, I'm sure, and I do not mean to disparage anyone who lives there. I'm sure there's probably a big old conservative who loves guns with a secret range in their basement. I don't know. But when we, when we drove past it on the way to a, an event, you know the thing, you know the beachfront? It was all like houses and stuff packed together side by 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 side. A highway. Was it the 101, the Pacific Coast Highway and PCH and then houses packed side by side by side by side by side together. And I'm like, I, is that the vista? I don't understand. What is the appeal? Anyway, it's like the super ritzy, you know, the ritzy, like I ever, I remember my cousins had a Malibu beach Barbie and a beach Barbie, Malibu beach Barbie house, right? Or Malibu Barbie house. Malibu Barbie was the bougie Barbie, right? Malibu Barbie was like, you know, and I think, um, if you pressed a button on her back, she put her hands in her hair. If I'm not, if I'm remembering this correct, (laughs) but anyway, why does he, you know, the person I was talking to, they were like, why does he got to live in Malibu? They don't have any other business. They don't have any reason to live in Malibu. He wants to live in Malibu because he thinks that's the bougie place to live. And he wants to live West coast bougie. That's what he wants to do. And we, and we pay for, remember he, we have to provide security for the house. He was renting this mansion and then he moved to a different mansion. Well, they have to have secret service because the team required to protect him. They also have to have a house there. So I'm like, this is just really interesting. And you know, also too, can you, they put that on the thing. Not, you put secret service on the tag and then you put mal because I, I would imagine that that gentleman did not pick. They, they do that. That's how they register you. It's just, I don't know. Is that the smart thing for secret service to do to put that on a tag? I don't know. I mean, I think I would have maybe understood it if it said Secret Service America, you know, as a location. But man, to pinpoint it like that, everybody knows that he's out there. I just, it was weird to me, right? Am I just overanalyzing it? No, I thought it was weird. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, 
hunting to personal defense. And with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate, you can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P-50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-50 and all other kel weapons and products, check out kel That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. kel creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. So apparently, I guess Greta Thunberg, she was arrested, fake arrested, and then she is now in UAE or something like that. She's Oh no, she's at the, some talks in Dubai to... Uh, or something like that, that she's attacking UAE and oil and everything else, saying completely ridiculous, lobbyists, et cetera, et cetera. What else does she do? Like, she's not in school. She's old enough to work, but she doesn't work. I'm just curious. I mean, I just, I don't know what she does. I don't know. Uh, George Santos, that one guy, Republican, who lied almost as much as Hillary Clinton, but still is in office because lying isn't a crime in Congress and voters ultimately have the final say. Uh, There's a video showing that he was dressed in drag performing in Brazil. I don't know. This is like a this whole thing is a clown show, man. And he's an ugly woman. And uh, he had denied it and video came out as over at New York Post. Well, you know, then the voters can decide what they want to do. That's, I mean, what else do you want to hear? That's what they that they can decide. Uh, also, a couple of other things. 1.4 million kids left the school system in 2020. So where do they go? If they, if you have over a million kids that left public schools in 2020 on the heels of lockdown and masking and all of this stuff, then where did they go? And traditional uh, the enrollment in regular public schools fell from 81 to 76 percent of total enrollment during that period. And in the meantime, this is interesting, enrollment in public charter schools, private schools, and homeschooling grew by nearly 5%. And I think it's actually still growing. Google is delaying bonus checks. They normally pay full bonuses in January, but this year they're pushing out 20% payments to employees until at least March. They say that the payouts, it's an advance in correspondence to uh, employees, and they said employees were surprised and some confused by the change and they did i wonder what that hmm, i wonder why sounds like interesting. more new yorkers escaped to florida last year than any year ever in the history of ever recording this apparently it's called a staggering exodus people are are dazed by high taxes and rising crime and so more new yorkers fled to florida in 2022 than any other year in history you know what's going to be funny is that new york accent's going to also turn into a florida accent Everyone's going to, you're going to hear New York accent. People are going to be like, oh, well, it's not really New York. It could also be Florida. They said 64,577 Empire Staters changed their driver's licenses to the Sunshine State version just last year alone. That's according to hard data from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. One staffer in a Jacksonville DMV uh, told uh, uh, the Post that they come in every day. And I hear all the complaints. I feel like a therapist sometimes. The worker said that the Venti New York refugees harbor a long list of grievances. And they said that the taxes and crime topped the list. That's not really a surprise, though. I mean, everybody's, you know, it's not a surprise. Uh, Woke law requires prosecutors to drop about 69% of criminal cases in New York City. 
as some of the most top crime-ridden places in the, in the United States, thanks to the restorative justice. But now there's new studies out. We'll talk about this coming up. 69% of criminal cases dropped due to justice, quote-unquote, reforms. Stick with us. we got more in store. Broadcasting here from Chacho. Of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this so world. Nice? We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had and we need have had and we need to make some changes wow uh that's man bear pig <laughs> that's all i need to say man bear pig that's al gore who's at the wef the world economic forum and i'm going to be honest first off welcome back happy happy uh wednesday to you dana lash here top of our third hour the reason i haven't followed the we the wef thing the world economic forum thing not because I don't care, because I am convinced that they're all lizard people and they're nuts. I'm just, there's nothing good that's going to come out of this thing. Not a single bit of it. Not a single bit is good. So I, you know, I just need, I just, I, that's just kind of how I look at it. I don't know what else to tell you. A lot of stuff to hit here today. Uh, we are broadcasting from Vegas. We're at SHOT Show. And uh, I have a couple places. I'm going to be actually at the uh, stopping by a couple of booths here after the program this afternoon and seeing some good folks signing some books. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a fun afternoon. Some of the other things I have for you today is, well, where to even start? I have a ton of wokery. wokery. I have a ton of, gosh, how do you want to say, con- uh, the, as it relates to the uh, injections. All kinds of stuff. Now, here's one thing. I'm going to pull this up that I do want to get. I do want to get to. Because one of the... Where's this at? It was the bug thing. The beetle thing. Maybe bear with me. I'm not looking at my awesome eight-foot screen. So I saw this, and it made me think of all this World Economic Forum stuff. Beetle burgers? This is the nastiest thing I've ever... They're mealworms. It's disgusting. They say that they could soon reach mass production, helping to feed the world. Mixed with sugar, beetles taste just like real meat. They could become alternatives to sausages or chicken nuggets. This is the nastiest thing I've ever heard of. It's disgusting. And they have, they show, there's like a manufacturing facility where they, it's a mealworm production line at an insect food company. Here are three words that should never be strung together in this order. Insect food company. Unless it's food for insects, but not insects as food. You're all going to own nothing. You'll eat bugs and you'll be happy. That's, that's the World Economic Forum way of life. Yay. No, it's, I, all these people, some of the speeches that I, that I see from this World Economic Forum thing, they're just bizarre. Some of the remarks from people, it's just nuts. Like you heard Al Gore yelling there. I don't know what he's talking about, but it's that's the thing in Davos. So it's the world. They had uh, uh, like Soros is there. George Soros is there. He's at the World Economic Forum. Super far progressive who entirely funds media matters. I was very sad to see that Idris Elba was at 
the World Economic Forum. It broke my heart because I really wanted him to be the new James Bond. But there's, I just, I think it's weird because they talk about all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with anything they need to be talking about. It's just, I don't know. I think it's all, I think it's all weird. Should I be like that suspicious? I know a lot of lawmakers speak at the World Economic Forum, but I just think it's a, it's a lizard people meeting. I don't know what else to say. Right? You're not wrong. You're one of those guys. What does that mean? Like you, what does you, that mean? Well, if I, could, if, if I was going to sit here and talk about how they're like lizard people, you'd be the like, first one to chime in. I'd say you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any scientific proof that they're lizard people, but it sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I... I, the whole thing is I. What are why? Why are they talk? What are they talking about? Why did you have out, played audio of Al Gore ranting about refugees and climate? Why are they even having this? What does that, that? Just leave my money alone. Yeah, they they they're going after everyone's money, and I think they use celebrity like Idris Elba. That makes me sad that he's uh, there to do it. I don't think that he's like an evil dude or anything, but I'm just sad that he's there and all the same. It's just you know. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Okay, so you remember me telling you guys, like, every time that there's, like, a cold snap in Florida, it never fails. There are stories of fallen iguanas from the trees in southern Florida. And I was asking a a friend of mine about this recently at an event. I'm like, you know, you live in, you know, Miami. Um is it really true about the iguanas falling out of the trees? And the response was, I did not anticipate it. They were like, oh, my gosh, yes. And when it's a cold snap, case in point, this comes from Miami New Times. A Florida man was left bruised and bleeding after an iguana fell on his face during a Saturday yoga class in Miami. The instructor, Anna Margaret Sanchez, was teaching a free community class at Miami's Legion Park. And she also live streams it so people can take part at home. She told the paper that their class was held on a really beautiful day. They were doing their exercises for about 47 minutes. Now, they said the class was cut short when two iguanas who onlookers say were likely having a territorial dispute in the oak trees above started to create a ruckus. And amid their fight, one of the lizards either fell or was pushed via daily caller straight into one of the yogis. That's right, yogis, below. And literally an iguana hit someone in the face. It was a guy only identified as Michael. And he told the paper he did not want to be identified because he did not want to be known as, quote, the guy who got hit in the face with an iguana. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what he said. He did say, though, quote, I didn't see it coming. It felt like a sandbag hit me in the face. Oh, and he said the first thing that went through my head was it must have been a coconut, but there were no coconut trees. And then I thought maybe the guy next to me slugged me. And I mean, we're in a yoga class and it's so calm and peaceful. Why would he hit me? Now, they said that the iguana, listen to this, weighed between 20 and 30 pounds and oh. fell from a branch that was 25 feet in the air. Holy crap. Now, iguanas are common in the area. They say that if there's any kind of cold snap, they will fall out of trees. This is the first time, though, that I've heard of them fighting in a tree and then one of them trying to, you know, murk the other one by shoving it off the branch. And so they said that iguanas are common in the area, and apparently that particular park, there's a giant iguana that they think is over 35 or over 30 pounds, and they described that iguana as the king of the park. And I think that was the main one that pushed the other one off. Now, this story's not done. Yeah. 
So they got him an anti-inflammatory tea. And Kane, they said that others, people were telling Michael that the fact that he got hit in the face with an iguana was a sign of luck. Really? And he, was, he said that he was told by numerous passerby to purchase lottery tickets to test his odds. Really? Okay, Florida, I'm going to need you here. Is it lucky? Is that actually a sign of luck if you get hit in the face with an iguana? Because this dude was like, people were telling me that that was a sign of luck. To get hit in the face with an iguana? I mean, I appreciate the optimism, but my little cynical mind is going to be like, that seems like that's bad luck. You got hit in the face with a giant lizard. That's bad luck. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet and your 401k. What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.